Hello and welcome to the Storm Your Way to Health podcast. I'm your host, Storm Davidson, an intuitive health coach passionate about helping girls learn how to be healthy, wealthy, happy, and full of self-love. My main aim is to help you live a life where you are truly happy and content within yourself. I believe that your health is the vehicle to that, because without your health, what do you really have? My approach to health is a rather holistic, intuitive one, where I focus on not only your physical health, but also your mindset, body image, personal relationships, spirituality, relationship with money, self-love and self-worth. Tune in each week and follow my socials to receive consistent tips, advice, truth bombs, reminders, quality interviews and anything else I think you need to hear to help you storm your way to better health, happiness and self-love. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Storm Your Way to Health, the podcast. I am... I'm not going to say excited because I always say excited, but I am keen for you to have a listen to this episode because this is an interview that I did with Riley Dixon, who is a personal trainer who is so, like, she's such a wealth of knowledge and is so passionate about not just helping girls get their dream physique in terms of, you know, helping them physically, but also very much mentally and helping you improve your mindset towards yourself and towards health and just helping... um helping girls learn how to live a healthier lifestyle. So we dive in deep and have a really, really good chat about, um, you know, all of the things, healthy lifestyle and confidence and getting a dream physique, but also, you know, self-love and working on your mindset and breaking parts and myths. So no matter where you're at, I feel like you're going to gain quite a little bit out of this and, you know, get some tips and tricks here and there. So take it all on board, absorb it, um, just, you know, take on what's relevant to you and then move forward, hopefully listen to it and actually apply it if you want to really get the most out of it. So that is what this episode's all about. Before we get into it, I just want to let you know one thing. I have an exciting announcement. Like this is genuinely something that I've never before announced or, you know, had to say because for the first time I'm running an event, my very first in-person event, which is a workshop. Obviously, this is not going to be, you know, relevant to everyone, depending on where you are in the world and that sort of thing. But I'm holding an all-day workshop in Port Macquarie, New South Wales, on the 20th of March, which is next month and only about um, five and a half weeks away at this point. And it is basically on becoming your healthiest, happiest and most confident self. So an all-day deep dive into the basics, simplifying everything, because sometimes healthy can feel so overwhelming and complex and hard, but helping you actually just like learn what you need to learn, understand what you need to understand and and have the mindset shifts and some changes that you need to in order for you to just feel better, honestly, to start making some better choices, enjoying your life more, feeling better within yourself, having a deep sense of self-love and confidence and just helping you make some changes that are then going to dramatically change your life and the path of it and how you feel about yourself. So I genuinely cannot wait. Um, So that is what's happening as of right now. It is simply out there into the world, but very shortly, like literally in the next sort of one to two days, obviously, depending on when you're listening to this, tickets are going to be available for you to purchase if you're interested. And also there's going to be a lot more information um, available for you to, you know, to, 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 wow, 
to check out. What a stubber. Um, to check out and see if it's something that you're interested in. So if this appeals to you and if you're keen, then I would highly recommend going and looking into it. Either head to my website, head to my Instagram, send me a message and say, hey, I heard about it in your podcast. You know, what's the go? Can I get some information? You know, that sort of thing. Um, otherwise, who knows? You might miss out. So that's that. Um, beautiful. I can't wait. Let's get into the episode. Hey girls, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have the beautiful Riley Dixon on who is a personal trainer, an absolute babe, boss, entrepreneur, awesome all-around girl who I can't wait to um, just have a really good chat to about living a healthy lifestyle and getting your dream physique and being confident within yourself. So welcome to the show, Riley. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on, and that was an awesome intro. I'm going to take all of that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'd love to just get to know you better, and for the girls listening, like, who are you? What do you do? Yeah, beautiful. So, um, obviously, my name is Riley. I am 20. I live on the Sunshine Coast, Queensland, in Australia. Um, I am a personal trainer and an online coach um, specifying in female training only. And I work with clients one-on-one, both in person and online, to achieve um, their yeah dream physique and just kind of unpack all their limiting beliefs in terms of nutrition and training and teach them the most important things so that they can maintain whatever results they achieve with me long term. Yeah, beautiful. So you go, so that sounds of that, like you go deeper, you don't just give them training, but you actually go into the mindset stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's just so important, especially now, I'm sure you come across this with your clients mm-hmm. as well, that there is so many myths out there mm-hmm. and so much bullshit. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh yeah, I say fuck all the time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I think that can be super misleading for majority of girls, especially when they are starting their fitness journey. It's so hard to unpack the truth um, from the bullshit and try and work Mm -hmm. out, you know, what is right and what is wrong and how you should approach your fitness journey. And I feel like there is so much information out there and it is so beneficial to help clients one-on-one unpack what they currently know and really just kind of get to the truth and understand what it is that will help them. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. And it's, um, I think it's such an overwhelming space sometimes where I just think back to my experiences and what I see from clients and just girls that I talk to is it's like, do this. No, don't do that. Do this, but, but don't do that. Like do this. And it's like, what the fuck do I do then? Like, it's just, and then it's easy to just revert back to what you were doing before because it's the easiest thing to do. So 100%. I love that that's what you do as well. Um, I'm sure that's so, so powerful. So I would love to know, though, like, what's your journey been like? Like, can you obviously like where you're at right now? Um, it's been a journey getting here, you know. So when you first started getting into fitness and into health and that sort of thing, could you just like walk us through kind of how things have been for you? Maybe both the ups and the downs? Yeah, definitely. So I guess... A little bit about my history and backstory. I've always been super into sport and fitness growing up. Um, My mum always cooked well. I came from a healthy family. So I feel like I had some very strong fundamentals growing up and I knew how to look after myself. And, you know, in regards to nutrition and training, I obviously loved sports. So the sport that I did throughout high school and primary school was um, surf life saving. So I competed at like a state and national level and stuff like that. And, you know, that training 
training was like 11 times a week. So pretty hectic um, schedule, especially during high school. And I think that definitely kept me in line and focused. And I think that's where a lot of my discipline comes from now because I was training so often. That was pretty much my life during school. Um, So one thing that I guess with clients that I find now is I definitely can't relate to some clients in the sense of having a journey of coming from a background of struggling with um, being overweight at a certain period of time or struggling with fitness because I have, I have, sorry, um, always been quite fit and healthy. Mm. And I stopped surf about mid grade 12 and got straight into the gym because I started to find that love for strength training. And I got a little bit more interested in that. And at first I tried to train like twice a day, like I was doing <laughs> and quickly realized, wow, you really can't gym twice a day. No. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not maintainable at all. And, and that took me a while to, I guess, understand that, all right, training 11 times a week isn't what I need to do to maintain a healthy and fit body. So I guess I had to rewire my thinking in that sense during that time and think like, okay, if I'm only training, you know, four to five times a week, that's perfectly fine. And just, you know, maintaining my body and maintaining my physique. So I guess I definitely went through about a year there where I had to adjust to that change and understand that, you know, more isn't necessarily best (laughs) I guess quality over quantity in that sense um so since then yeah I've always been into gym and training I went straight into my cert three and four during grade 11 and 12 and I did that as a traineeship because I didn't love school um my parents definitely really wanted me to go to university after school and I applied for I think occupational therapy at the time then I pulled out the day before went in for sports science did six weeks quick because I knew that's not what I wanted long term and I really wanted my own business and to work with girls I I knew what I wanted from the start and I just had to make that happen so despite not having the support from a few people like my parents obviously love and support me but they definitely wanted me to go to uni um yeah I quit started my business and I've been doing this for two years now and I absolutely love it and yeah it's definitely grown over that time but I'm really happy with where I am at the moment and I feel super content so it's good. Beautiful awesome thank you for sharing um and I definitely can relate in some senses like with that the discipline and with the um it's easy I think there's a spectrum with with eating and exercising of like on the one end of having absolutely no desire and not doing it but then then that's not so healthy but then there's the other not so healthy end of a spectrum of going too hard and you know overdoing it and it's about I think trying to find the middle point but I personally went from that end to the other end and then it was a whole nother journey to then get back to the middle and find uh, like living a healthy lifestyle not and because I think it's not it's not healthy mentally you know like it's it's so not healthy mentally when you are forcing yourself to work out even though you don't want to do it or like you're punishing yourself or you know that sort of thing like it's just not it's not make you happy and that's not healthy if you're not happy no definitely not and it's funny you say that because I find with so many clients and I guess it was you know I was lucky in the sense that I had come from that that sporty background and I wasn't working from a beginner level Mm. almost ever because I had that base but I still yet knowing that background having that background I still struggled with the balance of oh well now I'm not doing enough yeah there's that extreme and I guess for you as well and I find this with a lot of clients is more often than not we do experience extremes so you're either extremely unhealthy on one scale but then when you start to get into your fitness 
you reverse that that extreme and go to the other end and then after both extremes you kind of go okay well shit now what yeah how, how do I make this work and where's that middle ground where I can maintain a strong and healthy physique but also have a healthy social life and healthy relationships and a healthy mindset and I feel like finding that in between is where you do need to invest in a coach in help in yourself because you know you're not expected to get there alone and I feel like a lot of girls feel like they have to you know google everything follow every influencer under the sun and and try and take little bits of everyone and work it out but that's just not the case and you can skip so much heartache and so much hard work when you do seek that help and and get the help yeah I agree because like from someone who was in that place of being like I'm gonna figure it out on my own I can do it and I did but like it just it hurt like there was so much suffering it took me so long and I mean I'm not perfect now still obviously we're forever learning but like (laughs) if I could go back and get help I would have if I could honestly go back I would get help um but what you're saying there I think it's that all or nothing mindset which is underlying I think for a lot of girls right like it's it's something that definitely controls you because um you're in that place of like well, you know, I'm not going to be like that, that, that not, not caring about your health. Cause a lot of like my clients come to me being like, they haven't been caring about their health and they want to get into it. And some of your clients like not caring about their fitness so much, but then they're like, no, like I need to, like, I'm sick of the nothing. So then they want to go to the all and completely cut out all the rest of it. But when you do that, like you just said, you only have so much time, you only have so much energy, whatever. So if you give your all, absolutely everything, to being super duper healthy, super fit, super into it, 100%, then you don't have that, en- like you don't have enough energy to then have a social life or to be close with your partner or to have, um, you know, like a- to have work be going well. Like if you're giving your all to this one thing, there's nothing less for everything else. And then it's like other stuff suffers. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, like exactly as you said, when you do experience extremes, you're never happy at either end of that spectrum, right? So, you know, you may extreme that, um, sorry, experience that extreme of being, you know, super lean and you're training five days a week and you're feeling so good. <laughs> I'm doing quotations there. Yeah. Um, and in reality it's like right I fight with my partner I've lost my period I hardly eat I'm on 800 calories a day Hmm. and what happens when you go and do that is obviously your metabolism suffers your relationship suffers your health suffers and as a result you have no idea how to get out of that place without going back to that other extreme yeah exactly that all or nothing it's like throw the towel in I I don't know what to do Hmm. you gain back the weight that you've lost relationships will still suffer and your hormones are all out of balance and it it never it never ends well and I think I don't know if you find this a lot with your clients but it's almost like at the moment it seems like everybody gets stuck in that cycle of overcomplicating health so much Mm. when at its at its core Mm. nutrition is simple training is simple and leading a healthy lifestyle is fairly simple but it is almost masked by a lot of shit on the internet and no one, yeah, no one can unpack it themselves. And that's where I think, um, you know, it gets confused. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it's about like, well, I, I believe that it, a big part of that is like building trust within yourself and 
knowing and like please hear this when you're listening that like no one else can truly tell you what is best for you you know no one else can tell you exactly how much to eat or what to eat or you know to do this or not do that and that's one thing that I definitely because like I've been in business for um nearly a year now and where I'm at a point where I'm really trying to be clear with my messages that like and to my clients specifically is like I'm giving you ideas, I'm giving you these things to do if you want, but you take it on board, you think about it, you feel, does this feel like, would this be good, would this be right, would this be good for me, try it out, if not, don't do it, like, no one else is the preacher, is like the authority over you and what you do or don't do, just take it on board and then make your own decisions, because otherwise you can go down that trap of being really unhappy because you're forcing yourself or you're you know, not actually doing stuff that feels good to you, but you feel like you have to do it because you're taking on all these other values because that girl on Instagram, that influencer, that, um, you know, doctor, that whatever told you that you have to do it because that's what they do. But they don't know what's good for you. They don't know what's best for you. Literally, you are the only person. And that only comes, I think, from practice, right? Like from, um, I don't think growing up, anyone really teaches you how to be intuitive and listen to your body. And so it's just a matter of like starting and just practicing and being like, you know what, how much do I feel like eating today? Or do I feel like doing a gym workout today? Or no, actually, I don't have the energy. I feel like just going for a walk today and um, and just practicing. But knowing that like you can't bullshit yourself either, you know, Um, you know, there's a difference between feeling like something and just being lazy or being unmotivated and you never can bullshit yourself like you know if you're being lazy so it's just about I think tuning in and starting to actually listen and question and, and feel what feels good to you yeah oh, I yeah I could not agree more with anything you just said and I think as well like you know talking about being intuitive that's a good point you bring up because there's such just quickly can you hear that in the background I might just shut the door. I'm sorry if that's something like, I'm not, it's so loud. Yeah. It's okay. Sorry if that's something with editing your book. <laughs> that's all good. I'll just leave it in there. I don't want to edit it out. So you can just enjoy oh, that little thing. Oh, <laughs> I was in the background. I'm like, oh, that's so frustrating. That's all right. Um, you know, what I was going to say about being intuitive is I think – Something that has frustrated me in, I'd say the past months, I've been a little bit more aware of it. So many people in the fitness industry that have come from, say, like a bodybuilding background or a physique, like doing physique comp background for years on end, say like five to seven years. So they've tracked calories. They've done it all. They know exactly what their um, energy requirements are. They know what their body needs. They know what's in food and they have all of that knowledge. And at the same time, they might be on their Instagram or on their stories, you know, promoting intuitive eating and saying, you know, if you just intuitive eat, you can, you can look like this and you can be lean and, and achieve this amazing body. But they fail to say that they've had seven years of tracking every damn gram and they know exactly what's in all of their foods. They know what to eat. They understand their energy requirements and, you know, eating in a deficit and surplus and all that kind of stuff. So I love what you say about being intuitive because I could not agree more. And for some people it is so important, but on the flip side, I think it's so important to realize as well that look at who you're listening to this advice from, right? Because of course they're intuitive eat because they know exactly what they're eating. But yeah. if you don't have that background knowledge, 
you may not be able to adopt intuitive eating in the right way for you because listening to your body might be the reason you're in the place you're at currently. Yeah, it's then if I listen to my body, I probably have five cornettos a night. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it's that in between. It is definitely like it's about, um, I think you make the best decisions when you feel empowered and feeling empowered comes from understanding and knowing things and having some level of like, um, you know, awareness around how to do whatever it is. So how to eat healthy and what the difference between what's nutritious and what's not nutritious, um, how to go and structure a gym workout, for example, because that's something that I think a lot of girls actually don't understand is you know, once you get to the gym, like, what do I do? <laughs> like, how do I go about it so that, I, you know, I'm not wasting my time or whatever? Um, I think you're right. Like, if I reflect on my journey, it's that I started being so obsessed, not obsessed, but like so interested in the the understanding. How do I do it? Like, I listened, I researched, I got qualified, I did the things so that then from that base, you are then able to be intuitive because you actually know you know what you're putting in your body and you know what the consequences are and you know, you know, what's important and what's not important. So I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think that's something that I would really encourage like to anyone listening that, that maybe isn't right now, you know, how can you start learning more? Cause that's probably, you put yourself in such a box. that's so limiting when you're like, you know, but yeah, but I don't know how to eat healthy or I don't know the first thing about it. I don't understand it. Like, there is so much available to you. You just have to go looking. If you just tell yourself that you're not that sort of person, that you can't do it or that you don't know, you shut yourself down. What about like, you know what, that used to be me, but I'm capable of spending some time researching or looking into it or asking for help and then go and do it. And then you know. And you're not doing this because someone's telling you to. You're doing this because your life is going to be better for it. So stop fucking around. Stop giving your power over by saying, you know, I don't know. I can't do it. And just get educated. It's really that simple. Totally. And, you know, you know, excuse my language, but I don't really fuck with those excuses because at the end of the day, you are what you prioritize, right? Mm-hmm. And if you prioritize investing in a coach to better yourself and learn these things, then good on you. But if you prioritize going out and drinking all weekend, well, that's your priority and you are your priority. So I think, you know, along with that, it's, it is one of those things where you can excuse yourself and make excuses for years and months and however long it lasts. But at the end of the day, you are what you prioritize. And, you know, you can say things like, oh, money, money may be a limiting factor, whatnot, but there is so much out there that you can do and invest in and it doesn't have to cost you an absolute arm and a leg either and that's what's most important and I don't think many people make that sacrifice and I understand having a poor money mindset I've been there I've dealt with that this year I made some big investments in a few different coaches and things I've done and it has been the best thing I have ever done and I know for clients that work with me and I'm sure you're the same the value that you get out of working with someone and unpacking whatever limiting beliefs or thoughts that you have around food or nutrition, training, mindset, whatever it might be, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. That knowledge you will carry, you know, carry through your entire life and you can't unknow it, right? Once you, once you know it, you know it and you will never go back to the thoughts or feelings that you used to have because you now know and you have the tools behind you to implement that change long term yeah literally and it's like it, it it can change the entire course of your life yeah 
and you don't see this is probably the biggest thing that I've and I felt this for myself and I also see with clients is like you just don't see what's stopping you or what's in the way because you've never worked through it before the only reason you know with my clients is that like I see what I see that they don't because I was there or because I was taught on around it like you don't see what you don't see and so that's why you often need someone else's eyes and someone else's help um to do that and you can't just yeah you can't just summon the knowledge and just you know whatever like you need help sometimes you do you definitely do um so when it comes to you know like living a healthy lifestyle how do you actually describe that for you personally because I think again right like social media and everything comes into it where there's different ways of perceiving it and whatever so what is your definition of it yeah I guess you know when I think about my life as a whole and what fulfills me and makes me feel good and what I you know perceive as a healthy lifestyle is just implementing habits and routines that serve you within your relationships your lifestyle your sleep your training your nutrition and your work I feel like habits essentially dictate your entire day and if you look at your behaviors throughout a day that almost dictates your health, right? And, mm. and the way you show up. And it's like, you know, an um, example I like to kind of say in terms of your habits is if you think about your inner dialogue, you know, it's like waking up and being like, I have to have a coffee in the morning. Mm. So you tell yourself that every single morning I have to have a coffee. Instead of saying that, it's almost like I have to train in the morning for energy instead of relying on that coffee. And your day is just a makeup of habits, whether they're bad or good does almost set the tone for your entire day and it's also like getting home from work and saying thinking to yourself oh no I have to watch two hours of Netflix before I go to sleep and therefore I go to bed late and therefore I sleep in and therefore I don't walk in the morning and therefore I have a shit day and everything has a flow-on effect so I think for me when I think about leading a healthy lifestyle I think about all of the habits that serve me and all of the routines that I have in place to make my day as seamless and easy as possible. Because I think if you can go through life with the least resistance possible, mm. that is leading a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And yeah, and that's such a good point because to, to a lot of um, people, a lot of girls, I think it can feel like healthy is the harder course. And so that's why you don't do it. But it's not at its core. It's not supposed to be like we are designed to be healthy. Our, our normal should be, it's not anymore, but it used to be and it should be healthy. Like our, our body's norm, our mind's norm, that the reason like healthy shouldn't even be healthy. Like it should just be normal, if that makes sense. Like healthy should just be normal and then unhealthy should be, you know, unhealthy. Um, yeah, no, I love that. And it's so true. Like what you do every single day, like that is what makes up your life. It's the small things that add up to the big things that literally add up to your entire existence. So you don't need to go and change everything dramatically. It's just change how you start your day, change, you know, what you do throughout the day, change how you end it. And boom, if you do that slowly, different things, you've just changed your day, you've changed your week, you've changed your month and your year. And that's your life. Yeah. And I think a good way to approach it as well is implementing new habits instead of trying to change old habits because like they're saying, old habits die hard and they do. (laughs) We always fall back on our old habits. So instead of focusing your time and energy on changing current habits, just implement some new ones and the old ones will fall off because if your new habit is going to bed earlier to wake up earlier, staying up for two hours and watching Netflix will no longer be a habit. 
because it can't be a habit. You need to go to bed earlier. So instead of fixating on, I need to go to bed earlier, I need to go to bed earlier, you're prioritizing the hours you sleep or the time you get up and therefore that habit is gone. Yeah, I agree. And like what you focus on, you know, where you focus, energy goes. So if you focus on the good and what you want, then you're more likely to make that happen versus focusing on what you don't want, then you're more likely to just feed that and add to that. So that's a really good point. Um, What do you reckon about like, let's like maybe just go into some myths or some things that hopefully for anyone listening that's in that point that you can, we could just like help them steer clear of going down maybe the wrong path or seeing healthy as being something that it isn't, wouldn't serve them, you know, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, a few myths that have come up at the moment with clients and keep coming up. Um, you're happy with any kind of myths, like could be fitness, could be yeah. nutrition. Yeah, yeah easy. Um, I guess another one is like carbs at night. You can't have carbs at night. Mm-hmm. That's been the latest thing this week. Um, I'll say a few and then I'll debunk them. So yeah, <laughs> first one is the carbs at night. Um, second one would be eating within a certain time frame. You know, you can't eat after this time and you can't eat mm-hmm. before this time because it affects fat or whatever. Yeah. Um, another one would be certain exercises to lose weight so what exercise will make me lose weight on my arm that does my head in i can't even tell you about that question i know and i think the fourth one fourth and final is how do i get rid of cellulite and how do i i guess this isn't a myth this is more of a question yeah but how do i um lose my lower belly fat Mm -hmm. i think i get asked that 50 times a week yeah and yeah you're just done (laughs) because it's just it's so you know I said to a girl today can you name one woman or female in your life that doesn't have cellulite Mm. and she couldn't yeah and I was like there's your answer then why the fuck are you trying to get rid of it so hard like yeah and I thought to myself I'm like far out I need to show this more on my Instagram because I got a few questions asking do you have cellulite? I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm, I'm human. Like, mm-hmm. of course I have cellulite. I cross my legs and I've got cellulite. I squeeze my butt together and I've yeah. got cellulite. Like, of course we do. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't change person to person. Like, no. we all have cellulite. It should not even, it's not even a question of do you or don't you. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, and it's about, like, questioning why is it so bad mm. and getting to the core of it. And really it's that social media and, like, the media has portrayed it as being bad. We've been fed that, and so therefore you value not having it. But the truth of the matter is that the only reason that you don't want it is because of that. But if you got rid of that and looked at your bodies and really got to the core of it, you're like, well, that's not even a bad thing. Like, does your life differ for having cellulite? No. Are you any less loved? No. Are you any less attractive? Honestly, no. Like, it does nothing bad for you, except it goes against the grain of what beautiful is. But that's bullshit. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And it, it's the same with the, um, you know, lower belly fat. I oh, I just, I could hit my head against a brick wall sometimes with the amount of times I get asked this question. And I get it, you know, like we, we've all experienced the, you know, the hate you have to yourself sometimes for having it and the desire to not want it. I think every single girl, I don't think anyone can sit back and say they've never, never had the thought or feeling. Yeah, no, yeah. It is just the reality, but at the end of the day, you know, thinking from a physio- um, physiological perspective, like we are going to have kids one day if we choose to or not, but that's what our bodies are designed for. 
Yeah. And, you know, your glutes, your quads, um, and your um, lower belly are the most readily um, available energy source for when we are pregnant for our babies. Like, there is an actual reason we store fat there. You know, you look at men and they usually store weight more through their midsection. That's where they store their weight. And ours are, like, hips, bum, and lower belly. You know, we also have some pretty important internal organs in there and mm. reproductive system that we need to protect. So, yeah, literally. Yeah. Or if there's a little bit of extra fat, like, is it really the worst thing in the world? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's yeah. genuinely not. It doesn't, it honestly, and that's such a, a, just a question that I always ask is like, how does your life change for having that fat? Because the truth and, is, yeah. that it wouldn't, it doesn't change. The only reason why it, it does make you less happy is because you allow it to. Otherwise, it wouldn't change. Like, you're no worse off for it. Yeah, it's a good point you make because, you know, how does your life change by having it? Okay, it doesn't. It's a mindset. How does your life change by not having it? You lose your period. You're unhappy. You're under eating. You're at a really unhealthy body fat percentage because typically speaking, that's the first place we'll store it and the last place it'll leave when we lose weight. So if you've gotten to a body fat percentage to have that gone, it's clearly unhealthy, right? You can't go out for dinner with friends. You're counting calories. You're restrictive and you're miserable. Yeah. Well, if you think of the flip side, it's like, okay, my life doesn't change by having it, but how would my life look if I did change that? And I can tell you now, it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> yeah, and um, that's certainly... So I went down the journey, right, of being so into getting as lean as possible. Like, that's a big part of my journey is I just I went absolutely ham with, like, I'm going to give this healthy thing my absolute all. I'm going to be perfect at it. <laughs> and um, I realised, I got to a point where I just had to really just look at myself super clearly and just give myself a really hard look at and be like, okay... I'm putting so much energy into trying to be, you know, healthy and fit, but I'm sacrificing. And the, well, my reason for doing that was because I thought it would make me happier. I wanted to be happier within my body and within myself. So that was my why. But in the process, I was punishing myself. I was forcing myself. I was restricting and depriving myself. And all of those things made me unhappy. So when I got this body and when I whatever, I wasn't happy because of the way I was doing it. So it was like, why the fuck did I just do that? Why am I doing this to myself when my reason for doing it was to be happier, but what I'm doing is making me unhappy? That's stupid. That's not common sense. Totally. And I think this kind of comes back to, again, the point of work with a coach. Like, whatever you're doing make the investment and work with someone who can help you get there in a really realistic and maintainable way because doing it yourself leads to that extreme for one and that really unhappy mindset and if you do work with a coach that that gets you there you know <laughs> you probably need to rethink who you work <laughs> yeah. with because that should never be the case yeah yeah definitely um so what are some tips that you have then around just like Living a healthier lifestyle, just starting wherever the girls are at and, you know, listening right and making some better choices, introducing some, some new better habits that serve them. Yeah, I love this. I think for starters, you know, everyone is obviously different. So you have to look at your lifestyle. So I think the first thing you need to really do is sit down look at your week as a whole and think, okay, what does my week look like? When do I work? When do I hang out with my partner? if I have a partner or my friends, um, 
you know, when do I have time for myself? When do I watch my shows? When do I cook? All that kind of stuff. And then go from there and think, okay, what can I change in my week? What currently doesn't serve me? And what moving forward will serve me? It might be a 20 minute walk a day. Mm. If you've gone from doing nothing, start with that. If you're currently in a good routine with walking, for example, and you feel like you're active most days, but you're ready to take that next step, try and implement some kind of resistance or, you know, training in your day as well, because there is, I know for you as well, I'm, sh- I'm sure you can relate to this, but training at the start of your day or throughout your day sets the tone for your entire day and forget forget physique, forget aesthetics, forget, you know, any physical reason why you may be doing that. It puts you in a way better mood and mindset to show up in that day and you know, as a byproduct of that movement, you make better choices in regards to your food and your nutrition, how much water you drink. Obviously, you sleep better at night because you're tired from that training and movement. And everything else has a bit of a flow-on effect from that as well. But I think if I was to say like my top five tips, I always think of it as a bit of a pyramid. So if we kind of think of it like this, sleep is at the top, right? I think if you're sleep deprived, it's pretty much the same as being hungover. Yeah. You make poor choices in regards to your nutrition the next day, you sleep in so you don't train, you don't exercise, you feel sluggish, you feel shit, you don't want to cook and the day goes on. So mm. I feel like, you know, not getting adequate enough um, adequate sleep is like being hungover. So make sure you are getting enough sleep. Having a morning routine, I would say, is second. You know, make sure you're looking after your mind, your body, your soul. Do all the things that make you feel good. So healthy brekkie, if you choose to eat breakfast, it's not really, a, it's not, you know, a big thing either way. That's another myth for sure that breakfast is the most important. It's definitely not. But if you like having brekkie, go for it and have a good one. Um, but, you know, glass of water, move your body put your head in a good place, do some journaling. And then I guess leading on from that is have some form of exercise in your day. My fourth tip would probably be make sure that you are eating nutritious meals that make you feel good. So don't focus on the aesthetics of why you're eating something like, oh, I'm going to have a salad because it'll make me skinny. Be like, no, I'm going to have a salad because I'm will, my body will feel good for having that mm. and my mind will feel good and I'm not going to feel sluggish after having a, you know, cheeseburger meal deal from Macca's, right? Yeah. That'll set you up for a better day. And then I think my fifth would just be spend time with, um, spend time rather with friends, family or partner and just connect with somebody else and have a conversation that's outside of work or, you know, any kind of stressful thing in your life. That's so good. I love that pyramid. I've never thought of it like that. So thank you for teaching me that. (laughs) No, I love that. That's actually really, really good. And like it does because it all builds on each other 100%. So that's such great advice. Like I would go and just look at your days, um, general day. And like you said, so when you, when, just to clarify so that the girls understand is like when we say like if it serves you or not, what that means is like, how does it make you feel and like is it helping you or is it hindering you or hurting you you know is it helping you feel good and make good choices helping you grow whatever or is it actually maybe when you finish it do you feel sluggish do you feel tired do you feel shitty um do you know that it's not the best thing for you and then just start incorporating some more things that serve you basically yeah yeah, completely. I love, love that. It. I actually love everything you just said. That was like, that was really <laughs> solid advice. Um, And it's all about, I think, like you just said with food, that's one thing to just be mindful of is a really good starting point is how does it make you feel? Like, 
there comes a point when, um, you know, we're all human, right? Like you and I both, we make good choices with our nutrition, but we still enjoy a cheeseburger or an ice cream or whatever. It's just, and I think then the difference between someone who does that consistently and someone who doesn't and chooses to be healthier and make better choices is that we know that if we do that consistently, we will feel like shit. Right, like that's just the truth. Like you just feel like shit and you suffer from it because our bodies aren't designed to have the, those foods, those processed, um, non-nutritious foods. And so if it's about reaching a point of being like, I don't want to feel like shit anymore. You know, like getting healthy is about wanting the best for yourself. I would I would really not approach it from mindset of like you just said, like I want to look a certain way and I want to have that aesthetic. Like that's okay to have as like, have that be like an added bonus. Have that be as like, just something that's along the side of being like, wow, as an added bonus, I also get to look this way. But for the most part, I get to feel good consistently instead of waking up tired and sluggish and being prone to anxiety and stress and always feeling, you know, like I've, like without any confidence and feeling insecure. Like make it about the feelings and stop settling for feeling like shit. Stop settling, just stop accepting it. Like no more mediocre, no more feeling yucky. One yeah, it's not it's not how you meant you're meant to feel no we're designed to feel to good it. Yeah. yeah but you're like wait a minute like i'm not meant to wake up feeling tired i'm not meant to wake up feeling shit i'm not meant to be bloated all day every day mm-hmm. and yeah you're you're so right like getting getting the help and realizing like oh i actually am allowed to feel better than this and this isn't my reality that is the most mm-hmm. important thing i think anyone can take on and realize and yeah yeah, like you said, with, with food and everything before, that's exactly it. Like, eat for health, not for aesthetics, but at the same time, there's no shame in having an no. aesthetic goal. Yeah. I think there's a massive movement um, on social media, you know, body positivity and stuff. And all honesty, it's okay to not be positive about your body and it's okay to feel uncomfortable. You know, to tell somebody that is obese or 40, 30 kilo overweight to be like, just be confident, you're mm. fine. No, it's actually, not sensitive. You're not fine yeah. and you're so allowed to want to change, right? Yeah. Like, let's do it. I'm here to help you. And you're going to change your life and that's completely fine because that confidence will come along the way. But it's more about being accepting that like, right, I'm making this change for me right now. I don't have to say that I'm confident in my body right now because you may not be. But are you willing to take the next step to change it? And if you're not, maybe start to feel confident in your current self unless you're unless you're at that point where you're like, yeah, no, I'm going to make that change. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I love that we've like going down, down this path as well, because I think it's really important. And I definitely agree with that, like, you know, social media movement, because you can both improve your body whilst and want to improve it while to a certain extent accepting it. And accepting it doesn't mean loving it and being completely okay with it. It's just about like, this is what I've got. And it's about not ignoring it, not rejecting it, not whatever, just being like, cool, I'm here because of my decisions. I'm here because of my past actions. This is what it is. And hating on myself is only going to make me feel like shit. And there's just because you maybe don't love yourself and love your body, that doesn't mean that you have to hate it. There is a spectrum. And you could just maybe be in that middle place of being neutral, trying to be neutral, trying to work your way up from hating it to being like, it is what it is. I'm improving it. And that's what matters. The fact that I'm working on it, that's what matters. And you can do both. You don't just have to hate it or love it. You can work on improving it whilst you still accept it. Um, 
and yeah I, I just think that is so important and and know that like it's okay to have a physique goal like you said like it's okay to want to look better that's and I think that's freaking human nature to want to look good you don't want to deny that or like makes yeah yeah like let's not not validate that um because it's yeah it's a part of it as well so um I just I think about like I think self-love needs to it does need to come into it though right like when it comes to you know wanting a better body wanting a dream physique and that sort of thing because ultimately if you don't love yourself as you are and this is about like not just your body but like who you are then it doesn't matter I personally believe it doesn't matter what you look like that won't come if you don't if you don't work on your mindset then it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't come. And you'll never see you'll never see yourself for who you truly are. So, mm. you know, no matter how fit you get, how lean you get, whatever you think is is what you need to look like, when you work on your mindset along the way, that end goal changes mm. because you start to realize, oh wait, I'm I'm not that bad to start with, right? Like, what you once thought was so terrible and needed changing changes because you gain perspective and you start to realize everything that you you currently are and that's where I say you know that's fine if you're not confident in yourself when you start working with a coach or whatever it might be that's totally totally fine let's change it because I promise you along the way your mindset will change yeah and you're you're so right in saying that 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 is that has to be the priority and that has to come first because no matter how then you get skinny, you get whatever your goal might be, you will not be ha- happier. You just won't be unless you change your mindset along the way. And I think as well, as humans, like it's human nature to self-sabotage and be like, you know what, today I ate a donut, so the rest of my day is just going to be a binge. Or, you know, I slept in, so I'm not going on my walk. And, and I do it, 100% I do it. And I think... It is really getting down to your core and realizing that everything is a flow on effect. So when you, you know, when you sleep well, you eat well, you train well and everything feels better. But when you slack on one area, that's when everything starts to kind of go down the drain a little bit and you can feel quite defeated and feel like you're back at square one. When in reality, it's just about identifying what level on the pyramid fell apart mm. just temporarily and then picking that back up. So the rest flows on. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I love the analogy of being like, because that's, again, that's the all or nothing mindset playing out, right? But if you were to, like, throw, accidentally drop your phone on the ground, would you then stomp on it and jump up and down on it just because you dropped it? No. Or if you were, yeah, you know, like, why, you wouldn't do that. Just, well, well, I've dropped it. I may as well just completely destroy it and break it because I've just damaged it a little bit. Or, you know, if you're climbing a mountain and you slip down it, if you're climbing, like, a snowy mountain and you slip down a little bit, would you then go and walk back down to the base of it because you'd already slipped a little bit and then start again tomorrow? No, like you just go back up a little bit. You may have slipped down a little bit, but you're not going to turn around simply to walk the whole way back up again. You're just going to start where you're at and just keep moving forward. Like it's okay to slip back a little bit. You don't need to turn around and go back to zero. You just start where you are. Back to the bottom, try again. <laughs> yeah, like that's you don't need to do that. It can be finding yeah anyways I love that that's a really good point that's such a good analogy I like that one I'm gonna use that somewhere I like the phone one I saw it as a meme once like years ago (laughs) I was like that's a really good point (laughs) um but what are some tips that you might have then so in terms of you know mindset towards your body and that sort of thing that we can maybe just finish on and dive into 
just, I guess, both looking at working on your body physically, but also mentally. Yeah, I really like this. I think one that is so important is as uncomfortable as it is, your mirror work and practicing positive affirmations. It is so uncomfortable, right? No one wants to stand in front of a mirror and be like, you are beautiful, you are strong, you are whatever. But that shit works. And the more you tell yourself, and I think it's something like you don't believe something or remember something until you say it 32 times or Mm. I don't know, there's something out there like that. But it's almost true. It's like you have to harp that into yourself until you believe it. Yeah. It might take a year. It might take two years. It might take two months. Who knows? But just don't ever stop and and realize your worth in aspects outside of your body. Because the minute you start to realize like, oh, I'm actually an amazing friend. Oh, I'm an incredible partner. Or, you know, I make so many people at work happy because I'm a barista. Like I, I work at a cafe and I, I serve coffee every day. And every time I give someone their coffee or that same old man comes in, you are so much more than what you look like. And I know that so many people say that, but I think such a good tip when it comes to body confidence and self-love is looking deeper than just what you look like and realizing like wow I'm actually so much more than what I look like therefore I'm not going to put so much emphasis on it because that's not me my best quality because it's yeah. not the most important quality yeah. right like yeah when you you know we're all going to die one day and when you die you know everyone's heard this before but you're going to be remembered for how lovely you were how you showed up how amazing you were at work what you were like as a friend as a family member as a daughter whatever mm. no one's gonna be like oh, i'm so glad she was a size eight like, like, yeah so imagine if yeah like someone stood up at you and did your eulogy and be like so she was just this really sexy thin size six like who the fuck like that's not gonna happen no one cares about that shit and guess what the way my body looks right now will not look the same no. after after kids yeah. won't look the same when I'm 50 won't look the same when I'm 80 it's almost just being realistic with your expectations of yourself and you know I'm not going to look like Kendall Jenner because my shoulders are probably double the width of yeah. this <laughs> I'm about a foot and a half shorter yeah um you know I've got a, like it's just why why have that direct comparison and and realize that like you are who you are right mm. and someone multiple people will love you for who you are and I think my biggest tips to self-love would be do that mirror work practice positive affirmations realize your worth and how you're so much more than how you look anyway and understand that it's okay to not be 100% confident in your body but if that is the case make some changes and put in those steps to make you know make it different and and make that reality a different reality for you because yeah. you're never stuck. You're um, stuck. I was in the middle of two words. <laughs> I'm never, you're never stuck in in one place, right? Yeah. Like I may be fit now, but I may not be in three months. Mm-hmm. So my body will change again. But right now, I'm feeling good, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and um, you know, if you're not confident, right? You said what well, you just said. Then, like, and if you know that and you can accept that, like, what are you gonna do about it? Don't just accept it what can you do to actually improve it um, yeah. with anything? Like, don't be a victim. And I, I know that that's, like, a triggering thing, whatever. I don't care. Sometimes you just have to say shit. Don't be a victim of circumstances. Change yeah. it. What are you going to do to be proactive? Um, beautiful. I love that. And, yeah, like you said with that Kendall Jenner thing, 
genetics, right? Every single person's different. So it doesn't pay you to compare yourself to that person, that girl or whatever, because sometimes it feels like a real, you know, kicker and sometimes it sucks, but it's just the way it is. You just have to, you just got to accept it. Hey, like I've got this, they've got that. Cool. Is what it is. And just, just roll with it. Like don't fight it. (laughs) And actually another tip for self-love is, is do a social media call, go through and unfollow. I, I don't think I follow one model any this is no shade on influencers but I don't follow like you know model influencers or fashion influencers or anyone because it's like well they don't really serve me no. it is a direct comparison and I don't need to scroll down my feed to 100 girls in a bikini yeah right? like I don't need to do that um you know with a caption of like a honey pot like I that's not what value does it add to your life yeah literally I'm the exact same yeah yeah cold so, yeah and if someone, if a story or something just like rubs me up the wrong way or I'm like, you know what, that's just like not it for me, hide their stories, hide their posts. You can still follow them so there's no, um, you know, <laughs> there's no bad kind of like back, backlash that can come yeah. on you if that's a friend or whoever it might be to you. Yeah. But protect your own energy self-worth and, yeah. and energy. Yeah, like yeah. you've only got so much to give and so much to take on and removing yourself from those mm. um people in those situations and those posts it'll change your life I can guarantee it it's a form of self-love it is putting boundaries in place about what you absorb and what you take on and what you give your energy to and like social media is a massive energy exchange you give so much energy when you're on there scrolling and being so invested in what they're posting and what they're doing with their lives so definitely that's a really good tip to go through your Instagram feed and literally just hit unfollow on the girls and the people who don't really provide any value to your life. So amazing. Thanks so much for all of that. I'm going to wrap it up there because we've been talking for quite a while. Um, but we've gone into quite a bit, I think, and it's been like lots of little valuable points. So thank you so much for all of that insight and for sharing. Um, the way I love to finish my interviews is just by asking you, like, what's one thing that you feel called to, to finish with and to say? It could be a piece of advice or a tip or a story or anything you just want to finish up with. Oh, you've got me me on the spot (laughs) I think my biggest piece of advice or something that I have learned when I you know think about life as a whole is just never settle and realize that your potential is literally endless when you apply yourself and go after what you want and invest invest in yourself invest in your health Never stop investing in, in being a better person, whether that be buying those supplements because they were a little bit more expensive, but you know they'll make you feel good in your morning routine or investing mm. in that coach or that piece of clothing that'll make you feel good. Just do things every single day to invest in you and don't be scared to be selfish because mm. sometimes selfish gives you the space to give more to other people Um and yeah, it's just, it's important. So I think that was pretty scattered advice. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that makes any sense. Yeah, it I think does. that's my takeaway. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Um, and, you know, is it an expense or is it actually an investment? So yeah, love that. Really. How can the girls listening, you know, find you and follow you and keep up to date with what you put out into the world? Yeah, beautiful. So um, on Instagram, I am just Riley Fit PT. On YouTube, I am Riley Fit. And I have a podcast that we've just started called Drink More Water. And they're my three 
my three little things you can find me on. Love that. Awesome. All right. I'll pop that in the bio, um, in the, sorry, the show notes as well. So the girls can go and head there and just go to the links. But thank you so much again. I am so grateful for everything that we've gone into and all of your um, advice and value that we've, that you've just gone into today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I hope you really maybe took some notes or got some things out of that and really do actually generally go and have a think about, you know, all of the tips and the tricks that we kind of just said to you and, and helped you understand and take on board. Um, you know, just start with one small thing to implement and go from there. Like we said, it's all about the little things and just the way that you spend your day because that's what adds up. Um, so, yeah. And just as a last little finishing note, what Riley and I said about having some help, having a coach, working and investing in someone, which is inadvertently investing in yourself, genuinely is so powerful because you don't know what you don't know. You can't see what you can't see. And there is a an easier path and there is a harder path. And I just say it from personal experience that often it can feel like you can do it on your own. And the truth of the matter is that, you know what, maybe you genuinely can, you know, reach your goals and have your dream life on your own. But what I've found personally is that it takes a lot more time, a lot more struggling and suffering than if you were to get help. So if you have listened to this and it's been thought niggling and you're ready to take some action, then this is a call for you, only for the girls who are genuinely serious about making their life better, about genuinely living their healthiest lifestyle possible in a way that where you're actually happy and cultivating a deeper sense of self-love, um, you know, and working on your relationship with yourself, then reach out to me. I have a, a few spots open for coaching for my, um, for my one-on-one and group coaching. So, you have no excuses, right? There is an option. I have a container. I have a something for you that I know will help you. So if you're listening and you're at that point where you want to change, then it's up to you to take action, to do something differently, to, to say that enough is enough and that you want better for yourself and get help. Yeah, get some help. If it's even if it's not from me, that's totally all good, but get it from someone get some help because it's going to be easier than you silently, you know, struggling on your own. So if you are interested in working with me, and I mean interested, you don't have to be ready to commit, but you can want some information. You can want to know what that entails, what that looks like, you know, how much it costs and what you get out of it and that sort of thing. If you want information, if you want details, just inquire, okay? The best place to do so would be to reach out to me on Instagram and send me a DM and just let me know that you're interested and that, you know, you potentially maybe want to work with me um, and we'll just go from there, okay? But you don't lose anything for just asking questions and reaching out, but you lose a lot if you just sit silently and, and just accept and allow things to be as they always have been. So, I'm going to get off my little soapbox there. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in as you always do. I appreciate you and your support so deeply. If you enjoyed this, please feel free to take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram and tag me and Riley. Um, That's always a big help and it helps, you know, helps other girls who need it find the podcast and get help in the way that they need it as well. So if you found something from it, then just think that there's definitely other girls who, who would as well. 
All right, I'll let you go. Have a beautiful rest of the day, wherever you are, whatever time it is, and I will speak to you no doubt soon. Bye.